This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. Good Monday afternoon, everybody. Welcome to another week here on the Ken Miller Show. It's the Big Talker 1700 KBGG. Along with Trent Condon, this is Ken Miller as we talk sports with you Monday through Friday, noon until 2 o'clock. Local sports on your radio or your favorite listening device. It's a Monday, a lot of football to recap. We'll try and squeeze some baseball in as Baseball gets back uh, at least on the front burner for the next couple of days. The Monday nighter tonight, Giants, Lions, okay, um, we'll see. But there's uh, the Twins and the Yankees play a big game tonight. I'm guessing I know which way my partner will, his TV will have uh, his channels tuned. Uh, So we'll do some baseball in the show. Mark Morehouse is going to be here. Bama Bob is going to be here. Dylan Montz, and congratulations, by the way, in order to our friend Dylan Montz, who has taken a new gig, still going to cover Iowa State, but he's going to do so for the Ames Tribune. So a nice get for uh, for the Ames Tribune, and good for us, as we'll be able to keep Dylan in his twice-weekly spots here. Mondays at one twenty, and then uh, early in the program on Friday as we take uh, our last look at the Cyclones. Although this week, maybe not because, well, they're off this week. And then we're going to take a brief look at the AFC West. Nick Athens going to come in here once again, the NFL's best division. Uh, over the last few years, seems to be asserting itself again. Trent Condon, so much to get to, so much football to digest. Uh, the Hawks get a win. They don't cover, but get a win. Get some injuries. Iowa State goes on the road. They get a win in relatively convincing fashion. So much to start with, Trent. How are you? I'm doing well. Doing well and uh, doing better than you. I was battling the illness last week. Now yeah. you're uh, work- walking wounded today, so... We'll persevere together. How about that? It's not fun getting old, Trent. And you see those commercials <laughs> on the for shingles and one in three or whatever. It's well, going to be me. I'm healthy as, uh, as anybody. It's not fun. It hurts like crazy. It's Ugh. painful. All that stuff you read about and hear about when you get old and you get an opportunity to get a shot, do so. Um, anyways, that aside, football-wise, Trent, um, let, let's start with the locals. I do want to yeah. s- spend some time on the NFL, um, you know, m- with the Vikings and, and w- what will Sam Bradford, you know, when will he see the field again? The Chiefs took care of business. Your Bears are god-awful. Is it time to turn over the reins to the quarterback position to the kid? And Green Bay, with the injuries that they suffered, both tackles out and then during the game to lose Jordy Nelson and Randall Cobb. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, my God, what did he's got to be thinking, what the hell did I do wrong to deserve this? But let's start in uh, in uh, college football. You you choose. You want to start Hawks? You want to start Clones? Uh, I will follow. You t- You take us where you want. Let's tee it up with Iowa State as they'll kind of take a little step back this week with the bye week and then the Thursday game next week with Texas coming to town. And by the way, Texas-USC. Oh. Texas looks a lot better. And that uh, go ahead and put that one in the win column if you're Iowa State on your way to six wins. Maybe tap the brakes a little bit. Texas looks as though they're building. So I'm, I'm sitting there. I told you I was back home over the weekend. And uh, got back after visiting with some family and got back, I say, with my cousin. 
and we watched the whole second half together, and I just had a smile on my face. It was one of those games. Oh, because you picked Texas. Well, for I one picked thing, Texas. Right? That was a part of it. But more importantly, it was just it was a fun game. You it know, was. that's we get through the summer months, and mm-hmm. it's it's long. Yeah, it's longer out here. Right. And you get to that, and just that moment, sitting there for an hour and a half, two hours, just enjoying football. Mm-hmm. There, there's nothing better. I just had a smirk the whole time. This is kind of what we do. It's about things like that. Are we going to break down Texas, USC? No, but it, it was so entertaining. But to Iowa State and that game, which and by the way, is just massive. One, it, it is. Just one more note on that on the prime timer. Fox, for the first time ever, beat ABC. Wow, beat I didn't ABC, see that. Yes. And the, the ABC game, Clemson-Louisville got out of hand. And Clemson, we'll talk about more with Bama Bob coming up. But, yeah, but uh, Fox finally, I mean, put a, put a good football game up against it, and you know, eyeballs are going to find it, and that's what happened. But go ahead on Iowa State. Your thoughts as they go into Akron, they take care of business. You know, we've talked about the offensive line, and that has been a talking point throughout. And I've always given the benefit of the doubt after what I saw to Tom Manning, that mm-hmm. he'd be able to get it done. This offensive line, I think, think they're still upside. You know, there's young guys still in there. There's young pieces that they're moving around. But I think I'm a little bit more concerned than maybe I even was a week ago. Uh, about with the, the offensive line. Because David Montgomery's so good. Yeah. I think he maybe is covering up a little bit of some of the deficiencies that they have right now in the run game. Mm-hmm. So I guess that would be the one little kind of negative connotation that I throw in there with them is that offensive line, I still think it's going to get better because mm-hmm. of what Manning did with that group last year. Didn't give up a sack. Didn't give up a sack. Mm-hmm. He's only given up one this whole year. But in the run game, I think Montgomery's covering up a little bit more than some of the problems that have cropped up up there. But outside of that, you go on the road against a decent team. Mm-hmm. You take the early lead, dominate. Yeah, the second quarter was pretty uh, not great. But you come back, do what you're supposed to, walk away, and coast to a victory. That's a sign of a team that is growing, that yeah, is building. Totally agree with you. And, and they are on the right track. So I thought that was, we talked about it throughout the week. Is this a trap game, those kind of things? Maybe we're past those kind of questions with Iowa State in this program That's right what I thought last week, and that's why I was pretty confident that uh, we weren't going to see that. That seemed the yearly occurrence where Iowa State struggles with a team that they shouldn't. You're a Power 5 team taking on a, a G5 team. Go ahead and flex your muscle a little bit. Iowa State was never in a place that they were able to do that. You know, my takeaway on, on Iowa State from in, in their first three games, you know, there's more than one takeaway. Um, the, the one, and Lazard made the hustle play the game, in my opinion. Deshante Jones gets the football. He's uh, breaking into the clear uh, but gets caught from behind, and I don't know if he slowed down as he's tried to wait for his blocks. i got to think that that certainly played into it. But he fumbled the football. He got stripped, didn't see the guy coming. And Lazard, who was up the field, just a huge hustle play to jump on that fumble to keep the drive going. But, but by knock with Lazard so far this year, and it's hard to criticize. And because you're used to seeing this guy make catch after catch after catch, when he does drop a couple, Trent, Mm -hmm. and there seems like there hasn't been a game where he hasn't dropped one so far this year, you you notice that. I mean, you notice when Alan Lazard, as good a receiver that's ever played at Iowa State, um, you know, puts the ball on the ground to play that he normally should have made and had made in his freshman, sophomore, and junior year. Those things kind of jump out at you. Still on pace for 70 catches. Another thing that kind of jumps off, though, he's averaging less than 10 yards a catch. Now, last week against Iowa, he had the two touchdowns, but what was it? 
five catches for like twenty nine mm-hmm. yards, something like that. And, and he's unstoppable when they when they throw the ball to the to, to the post. Yes, yes. Or you know the corner route in the, in in the red zone. He's he's going to go up and he's going to beat his DB you, nine times out of ten. Is the emergence of Butler though a part of that? Where more of the routes down the field maybe are going to Butler? He didn't have that. Uh, he was I don't know what he caught two or three yeah. balls in that football game. Um, I, I just Ryan, wonder if it's something skin, schematically maybe. more or. It's a small sample size. Mm-hmm. It's three games, and by the end, he'll average 14, 15 yards of reception, and, and it's all for move. But that, that kind of jumped off when I was looking at his numbers today. Yeah. 9.6 yards per catch this season. Yeah, that's, that does seem a little down. The tight end was supposed to play a significant role in this offense this year. I think Chase uh, Allen's caught one football. Yes, yeah. I think that's it. Yeah. Uh, which is kind of surprising. Never saw the – I don't even know if he was targeted – uh, this past Saturday. But if so. they average 41 the rest of the year. No, they'll be, well, you're, you're going <laughs> to have to. And Chase Allen only has three catches for the season. Yeah. Oh, that's fine. No, I, you're right. Um, yeah, Montgomery, they're utilizing him in the passing game out of the um, uh, out of the backfield. So, Isn't it fun picking nits with Iowa State, though? Yeah, really, right? As opposed Instead to. Instead of piling on. Yeah. No, I agree with you. No, because they're, that's they're where we are. Better. This is a good football team. Yep, I think you are. This is I a good football are. team. Defensively, where are you? As their Texas. secondary to me is this is is yeah. I thought they were going to be better than this. I know Cotton Moya didn't play. That's a huge part. No, it is. It's a big uh, part. And Peavy's really, really good. I like Peavy. Edwards is lost out there. I, I don't like yeah. the You know who played his best game as a linebacker or as a defensive player was Joel Lanning. Joel yeah. Lanning had a nice game this past week. Maybe he was project of the competition, had a sack. Um, uh, had a pick. Maybe mm-hmm. should have had two. Yeah. Probably he would tell you that he should have had two. But he, I mean, he was there on the pass breakup. Uh, I thought he had his best game of the year. Marcel Spears, who's been the, you know, the highlight of the uh, Iowa State defense, uh, the first couple of games kind of faded into the background a little bit. Um, but their secondary, which to me was clearly the strength. I'm not sure that it's been that so far this year. I think their defensive line is taking steps. Yeah. They're building some depth. Mm-hmm. Don Gamo is a big, big reason why if you're able to get his snaps up there, and they are. Um, so after t- after three games going into the bye, you know, they're probably most thought that they would be. But watching Texas on Saturday night leads me to believe, you know, if you're trying to, if Texas is one of your six wins, not saying they can't beat Texas, but if Texas plays like they did against USC, and they're going to look over there, they're going to see a very similar uniform. <laughs> they are. They are. So maybe they're thinking they're still playing USC, <laughs> and they're going to give their best efforts. We'll see. The Coliseum and Jack Trice are a little different. A little though. different. A little, yeah. little bit different. And it was banged out, too. Oh, boy. Mm. Did, did you see those numbers? The uh, combined total for the Chargers and Rams. It's embarrassing. Than were what there for USC, Texas. Yeah, LA loves the their pro fans football. Were loud, too. Yeah. They were and loud. They traveled, no they doubt did. about it. All right, the Hawks. Um, I'll tell you who the best player on the field was. Well, did you who you tell me who you th- either side of the football? If you had to try, if you player of the game for uh, Iowa, Parker Hesse. Yes, then, I, I love Parker Hesse. That kid. There's just something about him. Yep. The, the small Forced town. Forced into duty as, yep. a, as a freshman. Yep. Where's he from? Part? No, he's not. He's from Wacon. Wacon. Yeah. Yep. He's uh, from up in northeast Iowa, up in the corner, and I, I just love those kids. Mm-hmm. I mean that. That epitomizes Iowa football. He's a bit undersized. Yep. Not going to wow you with athleticism. He's not like Drew Watt, who's just was right. a freak Who athlete. Who he replaced when Drew Watt got yeah. hurt and was forced in action. But yeah. but think of some of the big plays he made back that freshman year. The tip up to himself against Nebraska, the first score of that game out there. And what he did against Iowa State this year. He just he knows how to play yeah, the did. game. And he did it again. In a game that 14-10. Was there ever a concern? Ever concerned that no, is Iowa going to blow this? No, I don't think so. I never 
I never had that feeling. It was. Uh-uh. You had the touchdown taken off on the easily fumble. Yeah. You had the touchdown taken off on the high-stepping. Yeah. They still scored that drive, but right. it, it was such a weird, drawn-out, penalties all over the place. The there was penalty, no flow. There was no flow to no it. No flow to the game at all. And uh, it wasn't very entertaining to watch, to be honest. No, it really wasn't. Um, the, the, the one thing that kind of moved my needle a little bit was seeing the young freshmen get their opportunities. Mm-hmm. Once Butler got hurt, and I don't remember the exact time that he got hurt in the football game, but watching Young get his chance and Kelly Martin get his chance, and uh, Butler had 16 carries, so the, I mean he he looked as though he was going to be the workhorse. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure you slowed down or stopped the 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 game. Um, you could see that elbow. I mean, yeah. that's that bone's not supposed to be there. No, no. Hi- they say so. He's out through the bye week, mm-hmm. and hyperextended elbow is probably what you'd assume that it is with that one. That means Torn Young's going to play big this week. Is he going to be the guy? I, I think so. As good as Ivory Kelly Martin I is. I liked his game. And he runs. Both of them run hard. But mm-hmm. you can also see, much like we talked about Young moving into the zone scheme, it takes reps on that. Mm-hmm. And you saw both those young kids a little little too quick sometimes. You got to wait for it to develop. But Young's such a battering ram. You know, you know who we're not talking about in the backfield? And I'm kind of glad because I can't say his last name. Tokes. Oh, Tokes Ekerabade. Yeah. Yeah. What's what's happening? Where's his spot? He's registered. I mean, right? I think you have to now, right? You have to assume that he has to. Right. That's a good point. And so then, you know, it becomes a three-man race for the job next year, Mm -hmm. and he he jumps in there. But, yeah, he's he's fifth on the depth chart right now. I like both of those guys, but against Penn State, they're going to line up, play some big boy football. That's what you're going to have to do. And to beat Penn State, they can't get in a track meet. I don't think they can win a game like they did against Iowa State with Saquon Barkley. Yeah, but I agree. Um, but we didn't think they could beat Iowa State that way either, right? I, I'm with you. I'm with you. But Iowa seems like they're not a they're not an explosive offense like that. They're going to take. They're going to try. Methodical. And, yes. That drive in the second half, sixteen plays, eighty-four yards, mm-hmm. whatever, with eight minutes, fifteen runs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what did you think of Stanley's game? Solid. I thought so too. Solid again. I thought his receivers maybe could have helped him out a little yeah. bit on some of those long passes. Uh, two times. The one to yeah. Fant down in the, yeah. the flag route. He's got to get that ball. Lay out. Yep. Lay out. And, you know, the Iowa State maybe game. Maybe he didn't have his steps right, so I can't kill him on right, that. But right. it, it certainly looked as if he would have that, you know, you've got to make Vanderbilt it. Vanderbilt, too. That play yeah. up the middle. He yeah. lays out. He's got a reception. Probably not a touchdown. I think he might have been short if he let I think he probably would have been. But regardless. He throws a nice ball, though. Mm-hmm. He, he's confident in there. Speaking of offensive lines, we talked about Iowa State. I'm sure schematics play a part of this, but they look so much better mm-hmm. in pass protection, just scheming yep. and understanding things. Ross Reynolds, I thought, was up and down at times. But, uh, yeah, overall, it's they're set up now. They get through the non-conference. You know, this has been for years a problem with Kirk Ferentz coach teams, just getting through unscathed, the non-conference. They do it again they here. They did it again. And now... They're set up. They, they, all the eyes are going to be in Iowa City. Oh, well, no outside doubt. of people watching New York City, I guess. Uh, they can't wait. They're already lining up in Times Square. <laughs> Is North Texas maybe better than you thought? Yeah, much better. I thought I so knew too. they were going to be better than the outfit McCarney brought in two years right. ago. They were a lot better. I agree. They looked. Real football, they had uniforms and everything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, real quick, and Mark Morehouse is coming up. Manny Ragamba looked as though maybe it was rust in, in week number one because yeah. he played a much better football game. Jackson's so good, too. Yeah, he On really that is. other side. Oh, no, there's no doubt. I thought he was going to be the guy. I, I, uh, but it looked as though Ragamba had, you know, passed by him. Mm-hmm. Um, and Hooker. And coming, Hooker playing. Yes, coming in that's for the other base and rough early. But he settled in nicely. Mm-hmm. Remember, he was playing those. Nick, he was lined up on Lazard in that second touchdown for Lazard in the game against Iowa State. 
that's not his spot. I mean, he, he was their fourth cornerback, but he's a safety, and I like his game, and now they can do some mixing and matching. Brandon Snyder close to getting back. Well, is he? Yes. That's, was, the uh, word, that's the word that he is going to come back. Yep. There was an wow. article on HawkeyeSports.com about Hooker today. Yeah. And as I was reading through that, they're talking about kind of having a three-man safety uh, system and soon to be four. Wow. With Snyder close to getting that's back. Excellent. No, the other thing it's it was it's it's not a, it's not a uh, you know major point, but Racino's kicks a forty-two yard field goal right down the middle, yes. and had ten yards on it. Right, he's got a leg. He's he was got the a long leg. kicker last yes, year. Yes, I know, I know. And he went he, one for three. I mean, you talk about putting in a kid in a difficult spot. Absolutely, but that one, he, I mean, it was a no doubt about it, and had plenty to spare because. There's going to be some. There's going to be some games that they're going to need this kid to tie a score, take mm-hmm. a lead, um, and not just Penn State, Ohio State, but Minnesota. Yeah, your Boilermakers. Yeah, Boilermakers are those are not the trade. layup games. Maybe we thought two now weeks ago. Now Nebraska, on the <laughs> other hand, <laughs> wow, we'll get into that. Wow, that's unreal. Uh, we'll take a timeout. Mark Morehouse coming up next. Uh, he will join us. Bama Bob still to come this hour. Dylan Montz of the Ames Tribune at one twenty, and then Nick Athens going to come in here. We'll talk a little bit about the NFL's best division at least two weeks in, and it has been the last couple of years. The AFC West as two teams move to two and zero. Most impressive win still the Chiefs over the Patriots, but man, Denver, what they did yesterday to Ezekiel Elliott and the Dallas Cowboys, that got my attention. Uh, it's the Ken Miller Show. We hope you uh, we have yours. We'll come back with Mark Morehouse on 1700 KBGG. Sunday night, Monday night, and Thursday night football from Westwood One, only on 1700 KBGG. At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest, but we started as a roofing company, and we're still a roofing company today. At Wolf Construction, we don't just show up with a dumpster and trailer in your driveway. We arrive with a business card in hand, ready to take care of your home. Whether it's a simple roof repair, a complete re-roofing project, or a new construction project, Wolf Construction can handle the job. Call Wolf Construction at 515-225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. We're a roofing machine. Six months ago, you didn't know what you'd be doing right now. Six months ago, it was cold and snow was still in the forecast. And while six months ago, this time of year wasn't on your radar, it was on ours. Because six months ago, the finest German brewer began brewing some of the best beers in the world. Beer whose recipe hasn't changed in more than a thousand years. Yes, six months ago in Germany, brewers were preparing the beer for the best season of the year, autumn. Harvest, Oktoberfest, and what better place to enjoy the world's finest Oktoberfest beers than Hessen House? Hard to find beers in limited supply from Eyinger, Weinstefaner, and more. After all, you'd expect a place that has the world's largest selection of German beers in the world would be the best place to celebrate the Oktoberfest season. So join us and raise a liter of some of the best German beers in the world. Beers that you'll only find. At the Hessen House, 4th and Court, Des Moines. If your basement leaks or floods, or if you have mold, mildew, or a musty smell, call Midwest Basement Systems today to request a free basement waterproofing estimate. As Iowa's premier basement waterproofing and foundation repair contractor, Midwest Basement Systems will send one of their certified basement waterproofing specialists to visit your home and conduct a thorough inspection of your basement's foundation. See tonight, dancing is back. Debbie 
Gibson, Frankie Muniz, Nikki Bella, Jordan Fisher, Barbara Corcoran, Sasha Peterson, Derek Fisher, Lindsey Sterling, Drew Scott, Victoria Arlen, Carol Owens, and Vanessa and Nick Lachey. Better than ever. Woo! Dancing's 25th premieres live. Don't miss it tonight at 7. Then watch Local 5 News at 10. And tomorrow, wake up with Good Morning Iowa. Iowa natives Elias Johnson and Sabrina Ahmed tell the stories that are important to you. And meteorologist Taylor Knust brings you Central Iowa's most accurate forecast. Local 5 knows local because our anchors live and breathe Iowa. They went to school here. Their families are growing up here, and they're proud to call Iowa home. Wake up to Local 5's Good Morning Iowa, weekdays at 5, because we are Iowa. Hey, it's Trent Condon here from Jimmy B and TC. If you've been talking and thinking about improving your health, I have an idea for you. Do what I did. Call New Leaf Wellness. My weight had been increasing, my endurance during workouts was waning, and I was just feeling sluggish. New Leaf Wellness put together a program to help me lose weight, improve my energy, and they can do the same for you. Call New Leaf Wellness today at 515-650-1358 to schedule a free, no-obligation consultation. That's 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. And tell them TC sent you. Hi, folks. Mike from JLM Shooter Supply here, inviting you to visit our full-service gun shop. Whether you are precision rifle shooting, competing in handgun matches, or just out plinking with the family, we have everything you might need. We offer all types of firearms, ammunition, and accessories, as well as all types of gunsmithing services. We've been here since 1988, and we won't be undersold by the big stores, and no one can match our service after the sale. We're on the corner of 70th and Douglas in Urbandale, or we can be reached at 515-331-1577. We're JLM Shooter Supply. See you soon. Kate here with Food Dudes Delivery. Are you tired of the same old delivery options? Well, Food Dudes Delivery can solve that problem for you. We deliver for restaurants that don't do delivery. Order through us at fooddudesdelivery.com. Food Dudes Delivery offers commercial and residential delivery service along with the option to pre-order. Our delivery rate is always a flat fee. So whether you're ordering $15 for yourself or $300 for a party, it's going to be the same flat fee. We deliver all throughout the metro area, always keeping your food hot and fresh. Food Dudes Delivery has a vast range of food options for you to choose from. So place your order for lunch today, dinner tonight, or your office tomorrow at fooddudesdelivery.com. Show 1700 KBGG. Still to come this hour, Bama Bob will be here. The three of us will go inside college football from a national perspective. Dylan Mont's coming up on 120 on the Cyclones as they head into their bye week. But right now, Mark Morehouse, he covers the Hawkeyes for the Cedar Rapids Gazette, thegazette.com backslash sports. Uh, Mark Trenton Ken, happy Monday, Mark Morehouse. How are you? Hey, Ken. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it, as always, Mark. Well, let's go back before we uh, get into the Penn State tilt, uh, 630 on uh, on Saturday night. You know, a couple of takeaways from that game, the injuries being one thing. But, Mark, as I'm watching that game, um, what I I saw, maybe one of my biggest takeaways from the Dan Dan McCarney mean green to this edition of the mean green, they got a whole lot better, Mark. Yeah, they know who they feel, it feels like they know who they are in offense, and they're very comfortable in their skin. Uh, the quarterback Mason Fine, I think he's kind of their Drew Tate guy, one of those quarterbacks from uh, oh the Texas Oklahoma area who puts up big numbers and is not a big guy. He's 
he's not six two or four, and that's probably why you don't see him in the Big Ten or Big Twelve. Five ten, one eighty, and uh, really ran their offense well. I thought um, uh, made some plays against the Hawkeyes that, and at times, at least in the first half, definitely had Iowa on heels. He did, and that running back Jeffrey Wilson, he looks like he's got some size to him. He had his uh, did some damage too. Uh, Mark, speaking of running backs, let's move over to the Hawkeyes running back. We know the uh, the prognosis for Butler that he's going to be out until after the bye week. Uh, Akram Wadley left the game. Um, I'm not sure if this would have would have been a spot where if they needed to bring him back, they could have. Is there any concern that Wadley won't be a hundred percent for Saturday night? Uh, we. Probably more, no more tomorrow uh, after Ferentz talks tomorrow on another day. But that didn't feel like a bad injury, though, Ken. I mean, uh, it was just one of those things where all of a sudden he wasn't coming back out. Uh, I think he had 13 or so snaps Saturday. Um, obviously, um, he had one big touchdown run that was uh, was blown up because of a um, uh, unsportsmanlike penalty on him. But uh, I think the bigger concern, for me anyway, just watching that game, is uh, all of a sudden Wadley stopped having fun after that. And he had to go through a car wash of people on the bench telling them, uh, you know, Kirk Ferentz, I think, said, you know, if I were Ferentz, I would have said the same thing that, that Ferentz said after the game to Wadley, is you're too good a player to do that. Why open the door to that? But it's not like Iowa hasn't had a chance to really coach Wadley on, the, on celebrations because – you know, he's kind of pushed the envelope there. Yes. So I wonder if – I wonder – I hope that for his sake and for Iowa's sake Saturday that he's, you know, all of a sudden he's in a funk or all of a sudden, you know, he's lost his energy or mojo or whatever because of that call and because of the way it was received in the bench and from what he heard. I, I, I don't think that'll happen. He's a tough kid, wildly, and um, hey, this is a big showcase. He wants to throw out his best against uh, the best running back in America. Mm. Yeah, as Saquon Barkley coming to town. Before we get to that side of the football, Mark, a uh, couple uh, hits on the young running backs that we saw for the first time extended, Ivory Kelly Martin and Torin Young. Young, a battering around. Kelly Martin, he runs hard as well. Your thoughts on those two youngsters? Uh, Kelly Martin, uh, Ivory Kelly Martin reminds me a little bit of Fred Russell. He might just look like him a little bit, <laughs> but he's kind of short on the short side, more stout than you'd give him credit for. And, man, he moves fast. I mean, he's, his feet are electric. Um, Torn Young, he's run with his head up a little more, so he's not running into his own lineman. <laughs> yeah. But uh, he, he, he packs he packs a punch. And so I kind of like that one-two punch. I think, uh, you know, nobody there was no major accidents at the factory in day, in, you know, day one. So let's see how it goes next week. I kind of – I like the way that they approach the hole um, compared to Butler. Butler – Needed to, it feels like sometimes he would start to little, dance a little bit at the line of scrimmage and kind of need to see the whole, these guys are making one cut and they're going. Maybe it's a simpler running game for them. Maybe they're just, you know, boiling it down to really a simple, one simple read and going that way no matter if it's open or not. Saturday was open. Next Saturday, not sure it will be, but uh, I, I think uh, I will probably get comfortable with these two guys because it sounds like they're going to be uh, running backs number 1A and for 1B and 1C for a while. Hmm. Uh, Parker Hesse, uh, Mark, uh, on either side of the football, if I had to give the player the game, uh, Parker Hesse to me, and, he, and he's done this you know, so many times throughout, the, uh, throughout his career, 
uh, when he was forced into duty, uh, when Ott goes down as, as a true freshman, undersized kid uh, from Wakan, comes in there, and, and I'm sure he made some, you know, some freshman mistakes, but they, he, he wasn't a liability out there, took steps last year. Mark, I thought his last two games, Iowa State game, uh, and it was more than just the, the interception that everybody remembers, but I thought the North Texas game, Parker Hesse might have been his best as a Hawkeye. He's doing a lot for this team. I mean, when Iowa, in order to get A.J. Epineza on the field, I don't know if it's his side, but uh, uh, Hesse's playing decent defensive tackle, probably about eight, eight to ten snaps a game there. And he's tremendously undersized. But they're asking him to rush a presser, so the job is different. But uh, anything, you know, whatever this defense needs, he seems to kind of come up with. Uh, he's not the most explosive guy. He's not the fastest guy. He's not the biggest, strongest. But he's tenacious. He's tough, and he he obviously loves the game of football. You can see it in his play. Um, very imp- probably uh, top two or three Iowa defender the first three weeks of the year. Um, really versatile player. The, the cup, one play that you know he had the sack fumble, which ended up being a very important play last week because you know fourteen to ten. It was the first drive of the third quarter. Uh, North Texas got to the around midfield, and uh, Hesse came up with a big sack fumble that stopped that drive. But there was another play. Uh, it was a passing play to a running back that uh, uh, Hesse was running upfield, saw the pass, and caught the running back from behind for a tackle for a loss for like six yards. That's the kind of player he is. He's kind of a – I would classify him not as a defensive lineman or really anything. I classify him as kind of a, a mobile destruction unit. He just runs around and, and, uh, and breaks things up for Iowa. So uh, safety position continues to be a transformation. Where's Brandon Snyder at? I read a little snippet of Hawkeye Sports that he is gearing his way back. And your thoughts on Imani Hooker coming into the game early on and after uh, maybe a rough stretch early, kind of settled in there at a safety spot. Yeah, uh, safety. I I asked Coach Ferentz after the game uh, if Imani Hooker going in for Jake Gervas was performance, was whatever. It clearly was performance. Uh, it it uh, uh, the, big, the, the big touchdown run from Jeffy Wilson was right up the middle of Iowa's defense. Both safeties, but mostly Gervas, had, had an angle and took a bad angle, and it was a 41-yard touchdown. He, uh, Gervas didn't play after that except for prevent. So he was clearly pulled for that reason. Um, Ferentz said something about a, a, a safety tr- uh, rotation after the game. I don't remember any of these in the Ferentz era. I think uh, the safety. Safety position needs needs upgrade. Um, Amani Hooker, I thought, was okay Saturday. It's his first game. I think he learned a lot from uh, having his back to the ball to the quarterback last week and having to cover Alan Lazard in the end zone. That was a tough one for anybody. I think he he, he caught his breath a little bit between that week and this week, and it looks like they're going to make a push for him to play. They need a, they need some more speed. They, the safeties uh, in the passing game. Uh, are okay, uh, but in the running game, they need to bring the thunder, and that's really been missing. I mean, last year, Brandon Snyder was that. I mean, he made mistakes in the passing game, but he caused fumbles. He he finished tackles at the line of scrimmage. You haven't had that yet. They need that desperately. Is Brandon, I don't think Brandon Snyder is going to come back this year. I mean, we're talking an ACL. If you were an offensive lineman or maybe even a defensive lineman, uh, I think maybe he could come back, but we're talking about safety, a guy who has to stop and start a lot. That's asking a lot out of a new ACL. So uh, all guys heal at different speeds, but I don't see it this year for Brandon Snyder. I was reading some quotes after the game from Hooker talking about him kind of flip-flopping between free and strong. 
and that they're very similar. How similar are the the schemes between the two two safety spots in uh, Iowa's defense? I think it's just a matter of left and right for okay. the most part. I mean, there there are probably different things on the on the in the playbook, but Iowa's defense from defensive line through safety is pretty much a left and right defense. They have left and right corners, left and right defensive ends. So they're always on that side of the field. They don't do a flipping thing like some defenses do with uh, the quicker guys playing on the wide side and the stronger guys playing on the boundary. Um, I think they like that because it kind of makes the skill sets for each position group somewhat similar. I mean, it, it doesn't really call on a guy to be, you know, the really fast guy or the really strong guy. So I think it's, I don't think there's much more than that. I'm, I'm sure there's a few coverages and things where it is free safety, strong safety, but for the most part, it's just kind of left and right. Uh, staying in the secondary, Mark, my last thing for you. Uh, it, it appears that uh, Manny Regumba removed all doubt that, that he is a starting corner on this team after he was pulled against Iowa State, missed the Wyoming game for suspension. I uh, wondered, you know, just where he was. Was he in the doghouse? Was this just rust? Uh, he took his job back on Saturday, I thought. Yeah, um, there there was some – he got some – some receivers got loose on him a little bit. I think he's still kind of uh, getting – he's not quite at to, to where he was last year when he jumped in against Michigan. Um, I, but I think he's closer. I think he's much closer. I think he in the second half against uh, North Texas, he made some plays that – Help shorten the game for I. I mean, I was defense was on the field for only 18 snaps in the second half. That impresses me. Uh, like, it's un, that's an unimaginable number in my mind. And a lot of that was Rugumba breaking up passes. So I, I think the secondary took some steps, at least a corner. We'll just have to see about safety. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but safety rotation sounds. It sounds like there's some doubt there. Yeah. Uh, this is what Rick Brown had the article at Hawkeye Sports. I was referencing. Uh, said they were talking about the rotation, and then Brandon Snyder is expected back soon after injuring a knee in spring practice that required surgery. So that's what Rick Brown has uh, over Hawkeye Sports. That doesn't sound right to me, but um, uh, hey, if that's you know that's the mothership saying that, then maybe it's true. Last time I talked to Brandon Snyder was media day, and he sounded doubtful. Sounded like he was going to do everything he could because. More than likely, this year is a lost year for him. I mean, he's a junior. Mm-hmm. He's already had his red shirt. Probably not going to get this year back through medical hardship. So, hey, if you can, if you feel like you're close and you feel like you can help the team, by all means, man. I mean, he's a great guy to talk to, and he's. Uh, I, I thought he grew a ton last year, and they need they need help. They need help at safety, and if he's able to do it, then you know more power to him. Great stuff, Mark. We'll catch up with you next Monday. Thank you, Mark Morehouse. You bet, guys. Take care. Yep, Mark Morehouse, Cedar Rapids Gazette, thegazette.com backslash sports. More college football conversation coming up next. We'll take it to a national level with uh, Bama Bub. It's the Ken Miller Show here on 1700 KBGG. Your home and away voice for UNI football, 1700 KBGG. Are you in the mood for real, classic, homemade Italian food? Well, I have the spot for you. It's Villaggio. Two locations. The newest location in Urbandale, 2675 100 Street. The original in Norwalk. Classic dishes like cavatelli, spaghetti, lasagna, and vodka rigatoni. Top-notch pizza and awesome sandwiches. A great happy hour and Italian done right. Villaggio. From PBS and Emmy Award-winning directors Ken Burns and Lynn Novick. 
comes a landmark documentary event, the Vietnam War. What was it all about? Was it worth it? It was extremely traumatic, like the ground was suddenly cut from under you. See the series Vanity Fair calls a monumental achievement, the Vietnam War. Tune in or stream tonight at 8, 7 central, only on PBS. In this tight labor market, finding new employees can be tough. Whether you're the business owner or an HR professional, you want access to highly qualified candidates fast. More than 3 million businesses use Indeed.com, the world's number one job site. Whether you need entry-level or highly skilled employees, no matter the industry, with Indeed you get immediate access to a high-quality pool of talent with no long-term contracts or upfront fees. For a limited time, Indeed is offering new users a $50 credit to make their first job listing a sponsored job with premium visibility so more candidates will see it. You want to make a great hire fast, and this exclusive offer gives you a head start. Independent research shows six times more hires are delivered through Indeed than any other job site, making Indeed your one-stop source for hiring. To redeem this offer, go to Indeed.com offer. That's Indeed.com offer. Terms, conditions, and quality standards apply. From PBS and Emmy Award-winning directors Ken Burns and Lynn Novick comes a landmark documentary event, The Vietnam War. What was it all about? Was it worth it? It was extremely traumatic, like the ground was suddenly cut from under you. See the series Vanity Fair calls a monumental achievement, The Vietnam War. Tune in or stream tonight at 8, 7 central, only on PBS. It's that time of the year again. Football is right around the corner. Draft House 50, best spot in Central Iowa to catch your Cyclones, Hawkeyes, and every NFL game. Over 50 TVs, 50 beers on tap, and the best burgers in town. Draft House 50, your place for all things sports. Walk to prevent suicide. Join the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention and participate in an out-of-the-darkness community walk. Register for a walk near you at outofthedarkness.org. Suicide takes an enormous toll on families, friends, co-workers, and entire communities. Walk to raise awareness. Walk to raise funds for research, education, advocacy, and programs to support people impacted by suicide. Walk to save lives. Go to outofthedarkness.org today. You don't need more sports, but you want more sports. Rockstar Satellite can fix that with free next-day installation on DirecTV. Call Rockstar Satellite, 515-262-STAR. Call today for next-day installation, 515-262-STAR. Are you sick of the same old tired lunches, leftovers, bad drive through options? Food Dudes Delivery has your answer. Food Dudes delivers for restaurants that don't offer delivery all across the Des Moines metro. Order online at fooddudesdelivery.com and get out of the lunch rut today with Food Dudes Delivery. Place your order for lunch today, dinner tonight, or your office tomorrow at fooddudesdelivery.com. That's fooddudesdelivery.com. Guys, are you ready to begin your journey to live life better? Are you feeling tired and worn down or looking to improve performance and drive in the bedroom? 
Looking to burn fat and gain muscle? Then it's time to contact New Leaf Wellness. New Leaf Wellness offers a free, no-obligation consultation. Dr. Robert Seaman and the New Leaf staff will help craft a plan dedicated to you. From testosterone replacement therapy, advanced weight loss, to nutritional therapy, New Leaf Wellness strives to find the plan that will improve your quality of life. Dr. Robert Seaman and New Leaf Wellness. Give them a call today at 515-650-1358. Again, 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. One more time, 515-650-1358. It's time to live life better with New Leaf Wellness. Call 515-650-1358. That's 515-650-1358. Show here on 1700 KBGG. Trent Condon and myself talking sports with you until two o'clock Monday through Friday, noon to two, here on the Big Talker 1700 KBGG. Let's go around college football, do so on a national basis. He's Bama Bob and he joins us both Monday to recap and Friday to preview. It's Monday, let's do some recap. And Bama, uh, good to talk to you. How's things? Oh, uh, it's doing great. Can you? The weekend we thought wasn't. Really had much to offer. Uh, turned out to uh, have a couple of uh, interesting results, and then you know certainly some surprising ones as well. No doubt, Bama. Let's start with the Fox National Game of the Week. A game, by the way, that did a better rating for the first time ever than what ABC put up, and that was uh, Clemson Louisville, a game that got away from Louisville. We'll save that one for a minute, but let's talk USC and in particular Texas, because Texas stumbled so badly against Maryland. You just wondered. You know, Tom Herman, you heard the, uh, his bitching and Urban Meyer taking shots back at him, and I thought deservedly yep. so. Um, with with what you saw in Texas, is it premature to say that, you know, that well, they clearly look as though they're on the road, but how far are they close to being, you know, back to being Texas again, if you will? Well, that's a great question, Ken. And listen, first of all, they played a lot better than I thought they would. Uh, I thought USC had a chance to put one on them. Uh, their defense played, I thought, a, a pretty way above average. Uh, you know, they, they go to the freshman quarterback. You really feel for that kid, man, fumbling uh, in overtime, getting the ball stripped from him like he did. And, uh, you know, you just you, he played such a good game up until that point, and they've got a stud outside receiver in Jefferson. But, listen, Whatever it was that Herman said was missing after week one, maybe he found some fairy dust. I don't know what it was. Uh, maybe it was the moment, you know, playing USC in the Coliseum on Fox as opposed to, a, you know, kind of a ho-hum opener with Maryland. Um, you know, I don't know what it is, but you got to give him credit. I'm not a Herman fan uh, so far, but in terms of, just like you said, I don't like the league gripes and complains about everything, but... I give him credit, he and his staff and the players, for basically doing a 180 from that Maryland game because they went out there and they slugged it out with who I you know, thought, at least, and, and maybe still do a little bit, uh, is a national title contender in USC. I'm, I'm not 100% sure uh, on that anymore because they've, they've struggled in a couple of games that you would have thought they would be you know, at, at home you thought they could have put away a little easier, but uh, yeah, I give I give Texas a lot of credit, give the staff a lot of credit. But again, you know, it's it's cliche that 
listen, we didn't come here to win. When you're Texas, you're not back until you win these games. But given where the program was and given all the turnover and the turmoil and everything, I give them a lot of credit for, for hanging there and having a shot to win it at the end. Bim, I had this thought. I want to get your read. Now, we haven't had the crazy year in college football with the playoff era of uh, two teams getting in from a conference. But what conference right now is best positioned in your mind to get two teams? If we see the Pac-12 champion with two losses and the Big Ten champion with two losses, what conference is best set up to get two teams in if we'd get to that path in December? I think it's the Big 12. I agree, Bama, 100%. That's what I thought, too. Well, and here's why I say that. I think if Oklahoma and Oklahoma State split, I yeah. think you're I think you're going to want to see both of them. Look, right now the SEC is a one-team league. There's no question. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's Alabama. Now, you know, who knows what will happen. You know, we saw the debacle that Tennessee had. We've seen A&M uh, have the debacle early. Uh, we saw Auburn struggle with Mercer, uh, you know, Saturday. <laughs> so, listen, who knows? Listen, we got a lot of football left to play. Yeah. But those are te- those are three teams that are in need of something good happening. Still not sold on Florida. Georgia had the good win against Notre Dame. So to me, the SEC looks like a one bid league. Same with the Big Ten. I know you got Michigan and Ohio State, and Penn, Penn State looks to me to be the best mm-hmm. uh, out of that group. Uh, the Pac-12. You think USC? I'm telling you, don't do not overlook uh, what Mike Leach is doing out at Washington State right now. That. That is a team I think that's going to be a handful for somebody. Uh, so I think it's the Big 12, and I think it's because of the two quarterbacks. You, let's see, you got Oklahoma's got the signature win uh, at Ohio State, probably the best win on, on paper of anybody. Uh, and then you got Oklahoma State. I mean, they, they just look unstoppable to me right now. I know they haven't played a quote unquote great defense. I'm not sure there is a defense right now, you know, Clemson, Alabama, anybody included that could stop, maybe slow down, but certainly stop Mason Rudolph and what that what they have going on. Now, they really look – they might be the best offense. Uh, I think they are the best offense. They might be the best total team uh, in, in college football. So I think the Big 12 right now, if Oklahoma and Oklahoma State split and that's all they – that's the only blemish, I think they're in really good position right now to, to get two in. You can only have one, Bama. Who you got? Mason Rudolph or Baker Mayfield? Oh. Crap, Kenny. I mean, that's like, you know, you want Tom Brady, you want Aaron Rodgers. I mean, my goodness, they're just, they're both so good right now, and they're both leaders, and, man, you know, I would almost take Rudolph right now. I just think he's making every play you're asked of. Again, competition, you got to love Mayfield for going into Ohio State and winning that game on the road, but, my goodness, Rudolph, he just it's like he just understands that offense. He understands everything they're trying to do. He's got weapons in the backfield. He's got weapons deep. He's got guys over the middle. He's making every throw you ask him to. He's playing such an efficient high-level football right now that, uh, you know, it, it would be a – it really is a coin toss. But right now, if, if, I'm, if I'm looking at it, I'm probably going to take Rudolph. But I, I will tell you what, I take either one of them right now for Alabama. <laughs> well, uh, Alabama's got a, a decent game against a very good Vanderbilt defense. Boy, they look good against Jesse Ertz and K-State Saturday night. Mississippi State with an impressive victory. They go to Georgia this week. If the Bulldogs were in the SEC East, would they be the favorites? Uh, well, I'll tell you, you know, ask me next Monday. Okay. Uh, because I think, you know, I really do think these are the other two. Listen, that scoreline Saturday night was just stunning to me, 37-7. to 7. 
I know LSU got a couple bad breaks early, but they had nothing. And Nick Fitzgerald is is probably probably the best quarterback in the conference right now. I mean, I know Hurts gets a lot of pub, and he's good. He's better than people think he is. Uh, But, again, a guy that just totally understands the system, understands what Mullen wants, has got some weapons, has got a defense, has got a running game, and and he, you know, he's, he's much more than a game manager. You look at what, and this is what to me is 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 what makes Dan Mullen so good. You look at, and they they alluded to it on the broadcast. Thirteen games ago, he went into Baton Rouge last year and looked completely overwhelmed. Okay, got benched. I don't know, threw for 110 yards, three interceptions, whatever it was. You look at the development in a year and that's that to me is what coaching is all about i mean lsu's still looking for that guy and you know at length still hasn't developed how many other quarterbacks have you seen around the country that have not taken the progression and and i think this you know listen this may be the game of the year so far in the sec when they go into georgia georgia's got a great win uh, at notre dame and i mean this this is this is going to be a fun game to watch you don't think of mississippi state at georgia being uh you know a national impact game usually, but I think it is. And I think it's of all the teams uh, in the SEC West right now to challenge Alabama, I think state's probably the one. And I think Georgia's probably the best in the East. So, uh, you know, I, listen, I, I love it. Uh, I think, you know, having new blood, you know, Kentucky sitting there three and Oh, that was Trent's pick to win the East. Still got a long way to go, but Purdue three and one or two and one Vandy three and Oh, I mean, this, to me, this is this is good for the sport. I know it's good when the when the big dogs are good, but it's also good when you got a little upstart going on too. And how about Purdue and Vanderbilt, yeah, five and one, unreal. hosting Michigan and Alabama this week? I mean, how fun is that? No, I agree with you. Both of those uh, really big games, and normally when the schedule comes out, you just gloss right past them without even giving them sure. a second look. Bama. Uh, and by the way, Kenny, ahead, I'm yep. sorry. Game day should be in West Lafayette or Nashville, Tennessee this week. They should not be in New York City or Iowa City. For Penn State, I, yeah, yeah, uh, take one of them. Yeah, I'm with you, Bama. I mean, New, New York, they won't even uh, draw fly. Well, right. who knows? I mean, they, uh, yeah, people like to see themselves on TV, so I'm sure that what's going on over there? Well, they, they'll find they'll stumble across it <laughs> as opposed to making it a destination. Bama, right. I agree with you on New Blood, but. It sure looks as though we're destined to see Clemson, Alabama again. Clemson just looks so damn good against Louisville. They're on the road um, in Papa John Stadium. The place was banged out. Game day is going to be the returning Heisman winner. Uh, Bama, they haven't missed a beat. And we're talking about Deshaun Watson, who's graduated. And yet Brian comes in, and he looks really good. And that defensive front is, well, is, is what we've seen over the last couple of years. Yeah, it is, and, and this, this is this is how you know, Ken, that you built a program, okay? And that's what Dabo Sweeney has done. It's taken him a while. He went through some growing pains. Uh, you know, he, he has taken, if you want to do a parallel, he has taken the progression that Butch Jones in Tennessee has not been able to do, okay? And that is, play, you know, play tough, recruit well, you know, be in some battles with some people, lose some games, but then the next year you get a little better and a little better and a little better. All of a sudden now, you know, you're better than Florida State, you're better than Miami, you're better than Louisville with Lamar Jackson, and you've done it, oh, by the way, in losing the best player in your program's history at the most important position on your team. And I I agree with you. I mean, we could be on another collision course, although, like I said, man, I am in absolute awe and love with Oklahoma State 
and Oklahoma right now. So I don't know where we're going to wind up with those. But, you know, if we had a playoff, I mean, that's, that's who gets left out? I mean, if you had an Alabama, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, uh, you know, Clemson, are you going to play it without a Pac-12 or a Big Ten team? Man, I don't know. But mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's, uh, it's going to be really interesting. I tell you, the Big Ten, they need somebody to step up and just grab that conference, whether it's Penn State or Michigan, and because I'm, I'm telling you, Clemson really looks good, and those two Big 12 teams right now, to me, I don't think there's anybody in that conference that can stack up with them, and I, even though they're, they're round robin, well, obviously one's going to beat the other, uh, and if one, of, if one beats the other twice, then fine, okay, then you open it up a little bit, but if they split, man, that's going to be, you're going to ask a lot to keep one of those teams out of the playoffs if they're only blemishes to the other. Hey, Bama, just a minute left here. If there would be a group of five team, what would have to happen? You know, South Florida's kind of the, the team that's or been San talked Diego about. State. San Diego State. Yeah. Have a win. I mean, is it would it have to be three conferences with two lost champions? Uh, maybe, you know, I don't know, undefeated Penn State gets beat by a 9-3 and three I win the Big Ten Championship. Things like that. Is there a path at all? I don't, oh, I don't man, see I, it either. I don't see it this year. I really don't. Um, I know there's some good ones out there, but I just think for the reasons we've talked about, there are so many. Now, listen, again, you know, the Pac-12, there's some teams out there that are going to be threats. UCLA, I know they're probably out of it, but mm-hmm. when you've got, you got Rosen, I mean, he can, be, he can be a problem. We know Washington is really good. Again, Washington State has kind of come out of nothing. You know Stanford's going to be good. You know USC has got the you know maybe the best quarterback in the country, so that's out west. In the Big Ten, again, you start getting teams you know maybe knocking each other off a little bit. That's why I'm saying I think the Big Ten really really needs somebody to step up and take this conference by the neck. And whether that's Penn State or whether that's Michigan, I don't know who it is. Uh, Ohio State probably still has a chance. But their margin is, is slipping. Um, and in the SEC, I mean, my goodness, if Alabama runs the table and loses in the SEC championship game, are you going to keep them out? You know, maybe. You can make an argument. But I don't see a path right now for a group of five team. I, I just I don't. I think strength of schedule is going to hurt. They're not going to have a, a big win over somebody good, you know, like Houston did uh, a couple of years ago, you know, if they were had been able to finish that out. But, um I mean, it's just going to be fun. As, as, our, as our pal Jimmy B says, we're going to, I, I think we might have some chaos. Babbitt, <laughs> mm-hmm. great stuff. Appreciate it as always. We will talk to you on Friday. All right, guys. Take care. Enjoy it. Thanks yep. a lot. Thanks, Bama. Good to talk to you. Bama Bob talking college football with Trent and I on the Ken Miller Show. We will come back. We'll stay on the college football. You know, that Purdue-Michigan game this Saturday. It's, it's homecoming big. in West Lafayette. That's that takes on a whole different uh, relevance after what we saw this past weekend. Andy with the big one, Kentucky, Florida's yeah. big. What a weird season already. It, it's been great. Uh, we'll take a time out. We'll come back. Hour number two, Dylan Mons from the Ames Tribune will be here. He'll join us at one twenty. Then Nick Gatham. We're going to do some AFC West, the NFL's best division after two weeks. Uh, and I don't even think it's close. So that's coming up next. It's the Ken Miller Show on 1700 KBGG. Your home and away voice for UNI football, 1700 KBGG. 
Kate here with Food Dudes Delivery. Are you tired of the same old delivery options? Food Dudes Delivery can solve that problem for you. We deliver for restaurants that don't do delivery. Order through us at fooddudesdelivery.com. Place your order for lunch today, dinner tonight, or your office party tomorrow at fooddudesdelivery.com. Kevin Harlan and Boomer Esiason here from Westwood One with a preview of Monday Night Football. Coming up, it's Eli Manning and the New York Giants hosting Matthew Stafford and the Detroit Lions. Boomer, New York dropped their opener down in Dallas, but Detroit got off to a good start with their week one win over Arizona. And Matthew Stafford got off to a great start as well, throwing four touchdown passes against the Arizona defense. However, Eli Manning did not get off to such a good start. They really struggled against the Cowboy defense on Sunday night. And boy, do they need a bounce back game here. This is a huge pressure point for Ben McAdoo and Eli Manning. And certainly if they can get Odell Beckham Jr. back on the field, they'll be much better off. All right, Boomer, looking forward to it when the New York Giants take on the Detroit Lions on Monday Night Football. Remember to listen to Westwood One's coverage of the NFL all season long. Right here on the Big Talker, 1700 KBGG. Napa know-how. Getting the best usually costs a pretty penny. But when it comes to getting one of the best motor oils, your pennies don't have to be pretty at all. Because Valvoline Full Synthetic Motor Oil is only $5.59 a quart. So open up that piggy bank and treat yourself to the best with Valvoline Full Synthetic. Now just $5.59 a quart. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. General States pricing. Sales prices do not include applicable state and local taxes or recycling fees. Offer expires 9 with the GNC buy two, get one free mix and match sale, putting health and fitness goals together just got easier. Give your routine a boost and save big as you mix and match between the best thermogenics, vitamins, fish oil, and more from top brands like Performance. And they're all buy two, get one free. It's limited time. So check out your local GNC store or GNC.com before September 27th. Now's the time to find the best tasting proteins and bars to match with perfect nutritional support. Mix it up. Stay strong and healthy. Buy two, get one free. Only at GNC. From PBS and Emmy Award-winning directors Ken Burns and Lynn Novick comes a landmark documentary event, The Vietnam War. What was it all about? Was it worth it? It was extremely traumatic, like the ground was suddenly cut from under you. See the series Vanity Fair calls a monumental achievement, The Vietnam War. Tune in or stream tonight at 8, 7 central, only on PBS. Guys don't really talk about antiperspirant. Despite that, 91% of Dove Men Plus Care users recommend it. Here's what they said. It blocks the, you know, perspiration, I think is the fancy word. It's comfortable. Uh, <laughs> it smells nice. My girl likes the smell. Well, it's, it, I, I don't, ah, it's hard. I think it's quite masculine. Uh, my underarms aren't the worst thing at the gym. It's kind of like the Hoover Dam from my armpits, I guess. Dove Men Plus Care Antiperspirant. Tough on sweat, not on skin. Walk to prevent suicide. Join the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention and participate in an out-of-the-darkness community walk. Register for a walk near you at outofthedarkness.org. Suicide takes an enormous toll on families, friends, co-workers, and entire communities. Walk to raise awareness. Walk to raise funds for research, education, advocacy, and programs to support people impacted by...